All right. So welcome to the CrossFit A14 podcast. So we're here with Richard Rout, the owner of the gym. So we asked you guys to send us in a few questions, uh, see if we can answer them for you. So we're just going to jump straight in. So the first one we have was from Phil. He asked about expanding the gym. Uh, yeah, so what do you think? Yeah, so it's, it's something we, we always talk about and really, really want to do when we, when we can do it. Um, there's several things that we need to look at. Like the unit here has capacity for about 15 people in a class. At the moment, as you guys will see, we're regularly hitting that for the 6 a.m. slot. There'll be loads of you in the wait list. Um, sometimes a few of you manage to get in, but that capacity hasn't been reached in the other classes. And I think to realistically start to look at it from a financial point of view, we'd want to be at the stage where those peak slots are filling up to the evening sessions as well. Uh, when we first opened back in 2013, the, uh, back then I think it was the um, 5.30, 6.30, 7.30 p.m. classes were our busiest, but now it's the people that come in before work. Uh, I think if we can get those evening classes back up to capacity, then we can start to look at what to do. Um, obviously we own this unit, so that's a great position to be in, but it also ties us in. We don't have a lease to, that's coming up for a break clause. We've spoken a little bit unofficially with the units next door, and if one of those comes on the market, we'll, we'll certainly look at it. All right. And then Ollie, so a former member, asked if he had any tips or pointers on opening up a gym. So he's apparently thinking about opening up a gym, leaving his job. So any points on uh, leaving your job and putting it all out there? <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, you've tried this, Aaron. It's, um, it's, it, it's a tough one. It's, um, it's definitely, uh, I'd say, a labor of love rather than a sound financial decision. Um, I suppose in terms of broad tips, I would say look for um, like-minded investors, other coaches that might want to do the same thing, but don't do it with people that are necessarily your, your closest friends or, or, or loved ones. Look to do it with people that want to do it as an investment and as a business, because as long as you're all going into it with the same mindset, you'll be on the same page from the outset. Um, the other thing I would say that a lot of boxes often overlook, and uh, I know this being on the local councils, is look closely at planning permission and where you're trying to cite it. Uh, it, can be, it can be a real hurdle because a lot of um, local areas don't like seeing warehouses and industrial units turned into uh, leisure facilities, so that can be a real hurdle. Get your neighboring businesses on site, uh, don't invest more than you can afford to do, and I would say look for a gap in the market don't just say, I live in X, Y, or Z, I want to open a box here. Have a look on the affiliate map, have a look at the competitors that are out there, and try and find a gap. Um, I was in Bury St Edmunds when we opened up this one, but there was already a box there. Uh, um, we looked a little bit at Milton Hall, but the base had one on site at the time, and, and in the end landed at, at Newmarket. Uh, he also had a question about how to run a gym effectively and become a highly effective coach. Wow, okay. Um, well, both of those I think we're working on all the time um, and always hopefully getting better at it. Uh, in terms of running the gym, um, constant communication with members, and I go through phases of being good at that and bad at that when real life gets in the way. Uh, I think as long as you're listening to them and trying as best as you can to respond to the concerns they have, um, then the gym tends to run itself pretty effectively. I try and add um, incremental improvements, so each year try and add something, even if it's small, whether that's a newer kit, some new kit, um, or new types of kit, 
whether it's a new booking in system like Wattify. So really just looking for constant improvement and, and listening to members, but I get it right sometimes and wrong sometimes. In terms of being an effective coach, that's, that's Aaron's ballpark. Um, I would say just surround yourself with people better than you. So like here at A14, we have a lot of different types of coaches where we have like Emily Burrell, Burrell who's a physio. Uh, we have a strength conditioning coach. And we have Kyler and Breezy who've done CrossFit for years. So same with me. I've just done CrossFit for years. So just surround yourself with people better than you. Uh, and even go searching for better coaches. So if you need to travel and learn from other people and video yourself, like see what you can make better. Um, and so there's lots of different ways. Definitely take your level two. Highly recommend taking your level two if you can. It's a really good seminar. Uh, yeah, and then... Bryony had a question about CrossFit Kids. She was asking if, if we were thinking about starting that up. Yeah, I mean, we did CrossFit Kids in the past. Um, back then when we did it, it was, always a, it was always a challenge to get the coaches to take it. There was nobody that really, um, really enjoyed doing it. Um, now we've got, I think, a couple of people here, Aaron, who have done the, mm. the Kids Cert. Yeah. Um, I know it's a good course. And if we can add it, I'd, I'd love to. There's a few really boring hurdles that get in the way. Um, one is pretty simple. The coaches need to be DBS checked and we need to add it to our insurance. Um, that adds about 500 pounds a year. So for us kids, there's never gonna be a massive money-making scheme. Um, it would just be something that adds to the community. And, I, and last time I really, really did see the value in that. Where it gets more challenging is finding a gap in the schedule. Um, so obviously you can't do it during school hours. So that really leaves um, sort of approaching our evening classes during our open gym sessions in the week um, or uh, sort of later afternoon at the weekends. And really from um, the DBS point of view and the safeguarding point of view, we need to keep the gym clear of other members when a kid's class is going on and that presents some challenges. So I don't really want to reduce the open gym time that's there for our existing members. Certainly don't want to take away classes from them. So if we can bring it in, and um, I need to speak to the, to the coaches about precisely when it would fit in, um, and obviously the members to see whether it would work for them, it would probably have to be either a um, Saturday afternoon after we shut, so sort of 2.30, 3pm, or a similar sort of time on a Sunday, and I just don't know how popular those slots would be, but we can, we can try and get some feedback. Yeah. All right, and then Nikki had a question about uh, what's going on with the music situation. So it's yeah, been an <laughs> ongoing battle for the. <laughs> yeah, this is um, an ongoing battle for everybody that owns a CrossFit box. So basically, there's um, there were two licensing companies, one called PPL and one called PRS for music. They merged and suddenly caught wind of CrossFit and, and what we do. Uh, previously, we paid a license fee of about £1,000 a year, and then last August, we suddenly got landed with a bill for £7,500, um, which really isn't something we can afford to pay without hiking all of your membership prices massively. Um, there's been some toing and froing between us and them and CrossFit nationally. And we've come to an agreement about our historic invoice. So there's a payment I need to make just to settle that for the period we played normal music up until about March, April of this year. Um, and once that's settled, then we don't owe them anything historically. Uh, going forward, 
I've had some discussions with them, but haven't had anything in writing. And there might be some rules around um, what we video and what we put online. So if you guys do a qualifier and upload it to YouTube, you probably have to have the unlicensed music in the background again. Similarly, if we put videos on the CrossFit um, A14 Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter, um, it would need to be unlicensed music in the background. And I get the impression that that would apply too to members if they're videoing themselves. So there'll be some, some pretty strict criteria around it. Essentially, it comes down to the fact that they or some within their organization think that CrossFit is exercise to music, like Zumba, which it, which it isn't. But they see um, sort of however many hundred CrossFit gyms there are now in the UK and, um, and want to milk them as much as possible. So no more, uh, no more green Sally up then. Uh, no green Sally up. <laughs> no um, Roxanne burpees. Mm. Nothing like that because that is, yeah, that is exercise to music. Yeah. All right. Um, so we have a We're asking about the Christmas party. So when and where that's going to be. Yeah, so the Christmas party, um, despite my best attempts to rig it, um, looks like it's heading to the Mexican. Um, when I checked the votes this morning, we narrowed it down to three initially. The Mexican, um, the pantry, where we've been, I think, four out of five Christmas parties, and um, the new Italian place, the name of which escapes me. Um, looking at the votes this morning, there was one for the Italian, uh, 12 for the pantry, and 18 for um, El Guaca, the Mexican. So... We're heading for a Mexican Christmas uh, on the 7th or 14th of December. Uh, I just need to check with them which of those two nights they can accommodate us. And because you're all terrible at turning up and are late so much of the time, um, I think last time I checked, there's about £600 to put into the kitty for um, drink that evening. Nice. So it'll be a fun yeah. one. All right. And then we had a question about uh, the future plans of A14. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a really broad one. We spoke a bit about expansion. That's a long, long-term um, issue. I, I, I really hope we get there as soon as possible. But I think, as I said earlier, unless we get all of those classes up to capacity, it doesn't, it doesn't quite make financial sense. In terms of doing more with what we have, um, when we did the survey earlier in the year, we spoke about the, the space outside the back of the gym. Um, I think that's something we could we could definitely look at. Uh, I think for a, a, a relatively um, small amount of money, we can make a big difference, perhaps put down some all-weather astroturf, um, which would be much better for sled pulls, um, really just clear that area up and have a bit more kit out there. It wouldn't take a huge amount of investment, so that, that's one thing. Um, I'd like to, I think, and this would be popular with the coaches, if we sort the music out, get some new speakers, because these ones are a bit ropey, um, to say the least. Uh, Obviously, keeping on investing in our coaches as well and their qualifications. It'd be great to see Aaron do his level three, um, and as he said earlier, the level two is um, is, a, is a great qualification. The level one is just really your your, your entry point. I don't think, and as they say on the course, yeah. anybody who's done that is really a, a coach to, to any extent. You yeah. can pretty much turn up there for that weekend, answer a few multiple choice questions, and, and come out with your level one. So it's really the level two. Um, and beyond and the other certifications where it really steps up. So getting our coaches some more qualifications would be great. And then really it's around the, the equipment we have. Um, there's been some good points made around the fact that we have four rowers, four bikes and four ski ergs. And I think it would make quite a lot of sense to get that up to 15 machines. And in terms of space, that would probably be 
five bikes, six rowers, four ski eggs, and that way, when it's pouring with rain, you can all jump on a uh, on a machine at once. Um, otherwise, it's a lot of refreshing stuff. I don't think there's anything we really we really lack, um, other than a true form, which would be great. Um, if you haven't seen one of those, look it up and have a go on one. They're, they're, they're brutal, nasty. Yeah. absolutely nasty. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's seminars and comps, which are really Aaron's ballpark. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trying to set up a little bit of a competition, so maybe do three or four a year. Um, Try to do one team event a year, so it's like two guys, two girls, maybe a mixed sex pair, same sex pair, and maybe even try to run an individual event. So I'm trying to plan everything out, uh, get everything set up for next year, see how that goes. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sure Emily would really love if we got AstroTurf out in the back though, so she didn't have, li- have to listen to the uh, grinding concrete. On the sleds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a massive, it's a, it's a really wasted area, and we, and we could do more with it um, rather than it being a home for wasps' nests and all sorts of yeah. things. Although Piper would probably resent it. Uh, yeah, saying yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and lastly, um, yeah, so some people just wanted to know more about you and like your role in the council, like what you do, what you did in the past. And... Wow, okay. Um, so I'll, I'll keep this as short as I can because it's probably pretty boring. Um, but I worked in politics for ages and um, I got really fat and out of shape. So that was when I hired, um, uh, well, hired makes it sound really official, but I, I um, got in touch with a PT who was um, Alex Hammond, um, Izzy's husband, who, um, great PT, now a great plumber. Um, last I heard, I really must catch up with him. Um, but yeah, he, he got me back in shape and, and into CrossFit and then together we, we, um, we set this place up. And the political stuff has carried on in the background. I still do it. I'm on the, um, all the local councils in Suffolk. So that's the county council, the district council, and the town council in Bury St Edmunds, um, as well as doing the odd bit of political advice. And for Suffolk, I'm um, cabinet member for environment and public protection, which covers everything from flooding to climate change to the fire service. And it's great to have um, so many members of the fire services members here as well, which is um, an interesting crossover. It means I just have to really watch my language when they're in here. Um, so yeah, that, that's my role on the council. It's, um, it's very political. Um, I'm a conservative and I know that upsets Jamie Shaw a lot. And I try and keep that away from here a bit. But um, yeah, there's lots of fun conversations about Brexit and, and all sorts of things. <laughs> so, uh, how do you find like, CrossFit now compared to like when you started? Like, um, difference I, five, six years ago? I think it's really evolving. I think when I was first exposed to it back in 2012, 2013, it was just absolutely beast people yeah you'd take somebody and, yourself, and you'd actually yeah. absolutely break someone and and it's and it's good that it's evolving um i think that that's a great thing i think the community is getting to the stage where it's um there are people with sort of different views on the direction it should take and i know aaron and i are pretty much of the same mindset when we think that it should keep true to its core values and that people want to have fun um, and it should be something that you can come in and you can do and people either want to lift heavy or, or get a bit sweaty. They don't necessarily want to be bored and talk too yeah. much about percentages and yeah. really complicated things. Um, but yeah, for me, CrossFit has, it's evolved in a good way, but it, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not what it used to be, which is used to be, you know, come in and do um, hero workout every hero day. Workout every yeah. day yeah. Yeah, one of the girl wads and just, yeah, absolutely break yourself. 
Cool. All right, so we'll we'll cut it off there. Uh, thanks for listening. So you had Richard Rout, owner of A14. Cool. Thanks and, so much. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>